the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here. Uh, I say that every week. I'm, I am here, right, Rufus? Not all there, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Rufus is there, yeah. Gerald Adams is there. Gerald, you here? I think I'm here, possibly. Jeff, uh, Jeff you here? Yes. Okay. I have to be. My farewell yeah, you, performance. You, you better. You better. You better be here today. Well, he was here at seven thirty because I was. Yes. What were you doing at seven thirty? Smoking this stogie. God, you must have smoked the whole thing because it's down to the nub now. I'm going. I'm going to get shed of it in a minute. All right. Well, you heard that word, Gerald? My have. Get shed. <coughs> get shed of it. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> A little early to be testing the FCC limits this ah, morning. That's all right. Well, uh, <laughs> it was it was S H S H E D. Yes. You said. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shed. Yeah. Okay. Shed. Yeah. Okay. So nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero WPTF. We're at State Farmers Market in Raleigh. Oh, we got Roxburgh here today. Roxburgh. Yeah. No, he's he's Mabin. Yeah, you think about Dave Bradshaw. Lord have mercy. I was in Roxborough. And, and Rob, yeah. you had a football game? Yeah. Who won? Person High School. That's a big high school. Yes, it is. Yeah. You didn't go to the Cedar Ridge game? Did not go to Cedar Ridge. Y'all can't carry on a conversation off the air here like that about football. Y'all just you know, pick up the mic hooks and, and talk about the Cedar Ridge football games. You go last night? I did not. I did <laughs> I actually went to the Willow Spring High School game last night. Uh, my nephew plays for Will- the brand-new Willow Spring High School. They play Cleveland. Boy, a brand spanking new high school. Yeah, yeah Willow that, Spring. It's they- their second year in existence, their first year at the varsity level, and uh, they're, go- they're going through a rough time this year. <laughs> it's basically juniors, sophomores, and freshmen against seniors and juniors. So, Oh, wow. But they, they play hard. Yeah. They did get a safety. My nephew, my, I think my nephew honestly leads Wake County in turnovers. He's got two pick sixes and like three fumble recoveries. Very good. That's wonderful. We call them pick six hooks. How about that? <laughs> hey, Rufus, why doesn't Willow Spring uh, incorporate? Uh, why, why is that a, not a town in Wake County? They, so they many s- people live there. They said they didn't want to fool with it. <laughs> <laughs> they got a high school and all of that. I don't get it. Yeah, they, y'all need to be a town because everybody I seem to talk to in Southern Wake County, if they're not from Fuquay, they're from from um, Willow Spring. I yeah, think it Willow might have Spring. something to do with T-A-X-E-S. Oh, okay, yeah. They got them a good lawyer down there, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's an unincorporated area, I suppose. Is that, is that correct? Is that a uh, good lawyer? One time I was campaigning up in Haywood County. And I was in a parade, and this woman said, uh, what are you running for this time? I said, well, I'm running for attorney general. She said, you, are you still a lawyer? 
I said, well, yeah. She said, I'll have you know I'm not going to vote for no darn lawyer. I said, don't worry about me. I ain't much of a lawyer. <laughs> well, that kind of settled things, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. She said, I'll go for you then. So what did you bring this morning? You brought the darndest um, osmanthus, fragrant osmanthus. Look at the blooms on that thing. Oh, you usually I... don't notice the blooms that much, but yours. It's very, uh, I have a hedge, and I was telling Gerald a while ago that it's it's at least 35 or 40 feet tall about have had it in the ground about 30 years yeah and you can come in the gate which is a good football football length away and the perfumery is abundant yeah yeah that's that's uh, a uh, Gerald a real fall fragrance there yes and it's shocking how those little tiny blooms can put out that much smell oh yeah <laughs> I know. but I guess there's so many of them on there uh rufus has got them all over the table as a matter of fact <laughs> yeah. now just to show just to demonstrate how prolific they are but you also brought some some things for for our neighbors well, <laughs> Go, yeah. good morning ask your neighbor yeah we we have five <laughs> rows of sharons i just dug them this morning and so when you come to get one pick it up by the pot because it's it's in dirt but it is not settled in of course for be in that plot for two hours yeah prop it up in a car otherwise you have dirt all over the floor oh yeah so you better come get them fast <laughs> and they're, they're going to lose their leaves so don't worry about it that's what they do hey we got a we got a call from uh ed in mebbin gee i wonder which ed that could be could it be the mayor of mebbin good morning uh, yes. ed yes indeed good morning Oh, so you you heard that your your son was here and and causing problems as usual, and and so you came to intervene, I guess. I did. I was checking up on him, uh, kind of get a report from y'all how he's doing. Uh, he's uh, he's been pretty graceful so far. He made a nice entrance and everything. Well, Mary, and he's not being too loud, and uh, we haven't had to call the police. Well, Mary, he at least showed up today. Now, yeah, yeah, he he did show up, and that's that's part of part of uh, of making it in life is showing up. And Jeff, you just cut me off completely. I'm sorry. I can't hear anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can't hear the mayor. I'm sorry. Can't hear, there we go. Okay. Now, now, mayor, I can hear you. Okay. All these orange. Well, how County are y'all doing? We're doing fine. It's beautiful out here, mayor. I wish you were with us. Well, you. I'm actually going the opposite way. I'm going to Winston-Salem to see my grandkids play soccer this morning. All right. Are you a big soccer fan? Uh, only because my grandkids are playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I, I have to, it's, you know, you, if you aren't used to it, it's kind of tedious to watch sometimes. So, yeah, it, boy, is it, I'm sure they have a big following. How long have they been playing soccer? Well, that's several years by granddaughter's uh, 10, and she's been playing four or five years, and my grandson is uh, seven, and he's been playing a couple years, so uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. How about that? Well, have a it's great time up there, Mayor. Do you want to talk to your son? I mean, have you, talk, have you talked to your son lately? Uh, last night, we were at the uh, Willis Springs football game. Oh, uh, yeah, he was just uh, telling us about that. Uh, he said his nephew did very well. Yeah, my oldest grandson is playing yeah. varsity at Willow Springs. Well, 
what are what are the issues? Uh, growth uh, still the the main issue facing Mebane. It is indeed. Uh, we're getting tremendous amount of uh, uh, projects coming, uh, townhomes, uh, houses. Uh, we're still one of the hottest spots. It seems like in industrial development. Uh, we've just gotten UPS. We've just gotten. T- Texas Scientific, we just got uh, an expansion on ABB. I mean, there's a lot of great things happening in Mebane right now. And if you move to Mebane, you have a chance to be in one of three counties. Is that right? <laughs> well, you're, you're part of two. Uh, two, oh, okay. And, and Orange. All right, so y'all haven't an- annexed uh, anything to the north yet? No, we, I, we might be working on Burlington, but uh, we're, working, we're working on that. Are y'all going to annex Burlington? <laughs> well, I, I I don't know that can be done, but uh, uh, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Well, Mayor, I, it's always an honor to talk to you. Well, Anybody Mayor, in the Hooks here, family? Yeah, I, I want to ask the mayor about, the, I believe that Whip Jr., that is that is uh, Mr. Brightonberry, is one of your fine police officers. Yes, he uh, is. Yes, indeed. Now, his daddy, I named him the Whip because his name is Lash Reitenberry. And years ago, I said, you from here on out are the Whip. So we have now <laughs> named uh, your fine police officer, Jake, Whip Jr. <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates it. <laughs> now, the question begs, if I call him that, will I be in trouble? No, he Not he, the mayor, he, no, he, sir. He, no, he will love that. No. Okay, all right. Well, I will, I will, uh, I will try to do that here shortly. Well, just whisper it. <laughs> just get real close and whisper it at first, and if he if he takes to it, then you can you can say it the rest right. of the time. All right, Mayor, thank you so much for calling. That's sound advice. Sound advice. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> From a reporter, I, I know how to use my charm sometimes. Thank you, sir, so much for calling, uh, Mayor of Mebane. Just called us. Uh, always great to hear from the mayor. Uh, any other mayors out there that would like to call, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. You're listening to the Weekend Gardener. Uh, and uh, I saw Monica. She's right there. Monica. Stop talking. Come over here, Monica. That's going to be kind of difficult. <laughs> she a talker. So what's going on out here? It's a well, beautiful morning, It is gosh. a beautiful morning. I'm just kind of running around taking care of a few things this morning. And um, got a lot of folks stirring around and a lot of folks setting up their wonderful and beautiful pumpkins and mums, pansies, and lots of apples out here I saw coming in this morning, um, baked goods, and just so much more. Um, we're having a, a pop-up Taste of Fall event this weekend, so we have some special guest vendors here um, with a few craft items and some other food items that we don't always have. Uh, like what? Well, we have some folks that are doing some pepper jams and jellies. And, um, Is that uh, Carolina Reaper? Jelly and jam? Um, I'll have to check. I don't think so. <laughs> they may have some, oh, though. Like the slab some of that on bread. Oh, man. Yes. Good would, white bread. It would wake you up for breakfast, <laughs> I would say. Yes. I think, I think it breakfast. probably would. Well, I told you my brother-in-law is uh, sharecropping with me. I raised the peppers. And last year I had some Carolina Reapers, and he said, 
no more of those darn things. <laughs> I, I don't have enough gloves to put on to make it. And so he, he's sticking with Tabasco peppers now and, okay. ha and habanero. Okay. Well, that's, that's kind of hot, too, I well, would just, say. For me, it would be. For him, it's medium. Yeah, yeah. it is for me, too. Yeah. And we, um, another, we have a soap maker um, that has some beautiful soaps and smell good too but they're really pretty there's there's some of those ones that are so pretty you kind of don't really want to use them but are those the kind that you use Ruben? <laughs> oh yes oh yes oh me so they're and they're all mostly set up right in the grass area in front of the seafood restaurant um so when you come out to the market you just got to walk around and check out all the areas because you never know what you might happen upon and we're just getting all of our craft um shed folks settled back into their new area up there um had some things that they had to had to get worked on a little bit and everybody's getting settled back in and we're now kind of trying to rebrand that area as being the market depot um so all those vendors are getting set up and ready there's gourmet lemonade up there handmade baskets that awesome kettle corn is up there some more hot sauce now he has some really hot sauce if you want something hot um and we also have um the little donuts that um Katoko Bites has up there as well as the spices and of course um, there's another soap maker and some other um, body lotions and things like that that one of our vendors has as well as that custom stone work um, that the folks come in with that they make the memorial stones and that sort of thing you know just beautiful work yes yes and they do an awesome job they even make benches and fireplaces so whatever oh, wow. whatever you might want made out of stone they can help you out and um, we actually, um, Supersod is going to introduce to you guys here in a few minutes their new veggie mix that they have coming in. I think it's kind of hot. I just don't know if you say hot off the press, but it's um, the truckload of that has just come in um, the past couple days. And it's a new mix they have that's a 75% soil compost um, and 12% hydrofiber, which is a And um, which is a soil conditioner and two and a half pounds of activated charcoal per one cubic yard. And so they're going to be bringing some bags of that over here for you guys today. And we may even have a couple bags for some lucky listeners if they come by um, that we would, um, that Supersod wants to give away today. So if we have some listeners stop by and tell us they heard us talking about this new veggie mix this morning, um, we would love to give them a bag so they can take it home and try that out and of course they always have the the big bags of the compost mix the big yellow bags as they refer to it that you can get delivered to their to your home or you can come out pick it up yourself and if you don't need that huge bag they do have smaller bags available as well so great place to come and shop with um great selection of sod down there they have a little area where you can see all the different varieties that they have available that you can kind of see how they grow and just lots of knowledge. These guys will help you help get you no fixed up with that. their loan. There and this is a great time to put fescue sod out. Yeah, absolutely. October is the month for fescue sod and seed, uh, especially with the temperatures dropping off and a little, little bit of rain from last weekend's storm softening up the ground. Now is the time to go. So. Yeah. So, do you have several different varieties? Did you set the, your sod is it a certain mix or? Of our Elite Tall Fescue, you mean? Yes. Um, it is a hand-selected blend of three varieties. Um, every season we choose three varieties based off drought tolerance, uh, color, and disease resistance. Um, so it's a blend of three different rebels, but hand-selected 
for, for performance. Very good. And uh, this is a great time. I know that y'all y'all don't actually lay the sod out. You sell the sod and grow the sod, but uh, you can recommend someone who can put it out for you if you want to. Well, we actually, as of about, I believe, four years ago, we've started installation as well. Oh, you have? Yep, so oh, we can okay. do so it from start that. to finish. Yep. Shame on me for not We've learned that. something today, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Uh, well, that's wonderful yeah. that y'all, because y'all do a great job with uh, with growing it and distributing it and uh, laying it out, and what, which can be kind of a tedious job, measuring and, and all of a sudden. And most people can't get more than a, than a pallet, I guess, of it uh, in a pickup truck. Right. So, so yeah, uh, one pallet's about the maximum for a pickup truck. Um, you can pick up as little as one individual roll, which is kind of sets us apart from others being the SOG convenience store. Tell se. us more about this veggie mix. Um, so we saw the need, other than our straight soil-cubed organic compost, um, for something for planting vegetables straight into. Um, the bark finds that we've added in there give you a little better drainage. Activated charcoals, just an extra safeguard uh, for those concerned about persistent herbicides. Um, and it's just going to be going to be a better fit for for straight vegetable planting versus the traditional compost that we've made. Very good. It would be nice to have a little more rain though. Oh yeah, to help, we'll always help take that rain. along. All right, so y'all. Y'all sell, nobody is going to want to plant it right now, but y'all sell a lot of different varieties of grass. Correct. We currently have seven different varieties. That's three varieties of zoysia, centipede, tall fescue, and two varieties of Bermuda, namely being Tiff Tough, which is the, that's the winner right now for drought tolerance. Now, I told Gerald this, and I've mentioned it on the air, a neighbor of mine has a very shady area. And he has he planted several years ago centipede seed, and he hatch, actually in part of it has a really good stand. Uh, there is another part, and I don't know if that's because it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't get enough sun or it doesn't get enough shade or if there's some root competition somewhere. Uh-huh. But a little bit of it is is not as thick. But it's amazing, you know. I, I didn't think centipede wanted to do that. It, it is to an extent. Usually requires about six hours of direct sunlight yeah. a day. Um, there are some other varieties of zoysia that may be better suited for shade, such as Zeon. Uh, uh-huh. That's a four-hour direct sunlight requirement. Uh, fine-bladed zoysia. But yeah, centipede it can it can impress you in certain situations. Yeah, I'm, I was uh, thoroughly amazed. Well, thank you so much for You're joining welcome. us. welcome. Thanks for having me out, and I hope y'all uh, try out this new veggie mix and like it. Definitely, definitely, we will. Thank you for sharing that with us. You're listening. To, yeah, go. Okay. I was just gonna say thank you, Judson. I put him on the spot. <laughs> That's all right. He looks cool, calm, and collected. Uh, all right. Thanks to the folks at Superside. Uh, more of the weekend gardener coming up from the State Farmers Market in Raleigh. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF, the Weekend Gardener. Sun's shining bright. You may have gotten up early this morning, probably not. But uh, if you got up early this morning, it was kind of overcast. But it's very nice now because of that front, I guess, is completely gone through. And we're getting some wind from the north here. And uh, it's very, very nice. It's a, it's a good fall morning. It's a great day for football. Uh, I guess it was a good night for football last night. Was it was it crisp or just regular? Very nice. Very, very nice. Okay, well, that's the way I like like a cool evening for for football. Actually, it's warmer yesterday, so it was um, 
It was just right, wasn't it? Yes, just yeah, right. Just and, right. And now it's, uh, we feel a little fall chill in the air now. Okay. Thank you for the commentary, Jeff. <laughs> Get it else? in while I can. <laughs> Anything else? Well, I, I would hate to admit it, but one time in high school, I was on the football team and played left end, and we were playing Beaver Creek in Ash County, and I intercepted a, a fumble. And... Hell, I went the wrong way. And here came all this noise out of the wrong way, Rufus. Wrong way, wrong way. And I think this stuck with me all my life, going the wrong way. I finally reorganized myself, headed back the other way, didn't gain any yardage, and got the the derision of my life, run run wrong way, Rufus. It's a good thing that Governor Martin didn't uh, say that in the campaign against you when you were running for governor. It's the wrong way. You don't want to vote for wrong way, Rufus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Only because they didn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They used it. He was one of the nicest people I ever knew, and I've, I've often told people. And if we smartest. Had, if we had campaigns like that again, I never said an ugly word about him. He never said an ugly word about me, and, and I served with him, ironically. After I'd been defeated by him for governor, I served with him when I was Secretary of State. Right. And a nice gentleman. He is. Uh, he is that. Remains so. Right, absolutely. Lawrence is with us on the Weekend Gardener. Good morning, Lawrence. Morning. Yes, sir. I have a question about tomatoes. I still have a lot of tomatoes on the vines. Uh, German Johnson's better boys, but they're uh, not ripening. Lots of green ones, but any suggestions on how to make them ripen? It, it's Other just going to take them. Putting them in a, a paper bag. It's going to take them longer now as the days are getting shorter. Uh, as long as there's no danger of a frost, they will eventually ripen. And even if you pull them and take them inside, you don't have to put them in a paper bag. I don't know that that speeds up the process any. It possibly yeah. could. Yeah, there have been some uh, on the vines for weeks and weeks, and they're still green. Yeah, you, you run into that, but mostly it's a daylight thing, and it's, unless you're going to go to the trouble of putting up uh, – grow lights or something of them. There's not a whole lot that you can do about that. Uh, also, I'm, ass- I'm assuming the plants are tremendously large, uh, yeah. really good size. You know, the fruit gets farther away and it's a little slower process for them to get nutrients to them. And just everything about the fall just, yeah. and sometimes you'll get some won't never ripen up because the fruit never fully matures. Until that fruit is mature, it's not gonna start to turn. But once it ever starts to turn, it should should go ahead on and not be all that much slower than normal. But I don't know of no way to super speed that up. I'm just happy to still be possibly getting some this time of the year. Yeah, well, Lawrence, yeah. I did have some luck one time in putting them in, in a paper and in a in a cardboard box in the basement. And long about Christmas, they, they came around enough that I could eat them, but it wasn't anywhere near a tomato like ought to be. Right. Okay, well, I but guess it's, wor- it's worth a try. Yeah. I guess I'll slice them up and fry them then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, that I, sounds good. Always yeah. a good possibility. You're going to have us over, Lawrence. All right. Number to six. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks, man. Take care. Bye. It looks like that you can buy, uh, once again this year, you can buy state fair tickets. Uh, yeah. And you can buy them right here uh, on the patio at, at uh, the event center at the State Farmer's Market. There are a couple of folks in here eating biscuits and selling state fair tickets. Yeah, we've got this, this veggie 
veggie uh, compost soil that, that uh, they just brought up here. So you need to come by and look at that. And, and again, we've got four rows of Sharon's left. And so you better get them while you can. Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't be alarmed. You know, used to the Department of Agriculture would set a little wood building up out here, kind of close to where the ATM is. Uh, but they don't do that anymore because they've got the event center down here where they can sail out from under that. So still here. you can still get our tickets here early and save a smidgen of money. Absolutely. It's hard to believe the state, uh, the, uh, state fair is coming next week. Mm. Uh, so we, uh, we haven't we'll, missed one in 30 years. We'll enjoy that. Now, I, I heard that they got the, the pig race not coming this year. That bothers me. I always used to love that old fellow that had well, the pigs out there. Well, they're going to be a lot of disappointed people. Yeah. Who, who could, who could pig, not let Those not, pigs got them a union. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Who could not uh, love a bunch of pigs racing one another? I know. It's, it's quaint. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, <laughs> Maybe they're going to bring hogs. That <laughs> reminds me one time my mama said I was smoking a cigar, and she said, you know what? You look like a hog with a stick in his mouth. Said, <laughs> Your well, mama said my that My mama you? said that. She was, she was real bad to say anything. It was, if it was on her lung, it was on her tongue. 919 <laughs> So uh, people, are, people are still growing their tomatoes. Yeah, if you've dodged a disease, you still can uh, get some to come out. The, he, the gentleman was correct. It will slow down and take a lot longer to get riper. But something that doesn't slow down is peppers. Uh, peppers, you know, kick into another gear come fall. You know, yeah. most peppers are slower to make, uh, but they'll be thriving right on up to frost or freeze gets them. Yeah, I, I'm racing against time on, on my Tabascos for my brother-in-law so that the frost won't get them in there. They're so abundant, and, and uh, now a Tabasco pepper, I think, is very, very pretty because they they grow upward and make a, a fine specimen, even if you don't like the the hot peppers. It, it makes a ton, ton of peppers on one. You gotta have them green, yellow, and orange. Yep. Some people first look at them and think they're ornamental until they bite into it. Until they bite into it, you're <laughs> doggone right. Yeah. Of course, you can buy sweet peppers too. Yes. That are uh, different colors and have kind of a little little bit different taste to them, but uh, some a little more sweet. But uh, it's it's amazing that uh, the tomatoes are still plugging plugging right along, as are other things. I need to talk with with Monica about butter beans and peas to see if they're they're still with us. Well, I've been trying to determine out of the. The tomatoes that Gerald gave me and the ones I grew, which, which is the best I had. Kodiak, tell me about that one. I, I, I grew that from your plant, and I, I found that to be a delicious tomato. Uh, Kodiak is what is a red uh, small slicing tomato from the Dwarf Tomato Project. And I've only been growing it, I think this is the third year. You still have some people that when you tell them it's purple or brown or striped or spotted they look at you kind of funny yeah so i tried to i didn't have that many from the dwarf tomato project that were red yeah and so i did a little searching and kodiak was one of the ones i tried three years ago and yes it's a winner <laughs> so yeah I'll, I'll i don't know that i've heard it. you talk about kodiak yeah it's just you know 
slip through the cracks. But when, when I have some people just say, well, I want a red tomato, but I don't want a big plant. It's one of the ones that I offer up, and I've had some good feedback on Well, now, the awesome, let's talk about that. That word describes that particular one. That's another one I grew from the, the plant you gave me. Uh, another from the Dwarf Tomato Project. It is almost a tricolor. It is red, but it will have a little bit of orange and a little bit of yellow in it. Very pretty looking and tastes as good as it looks. Absolutely. I was just looking at the weather. Uh, there's a frost advisory up there for Avery and, and Watauga. And all yep. The, yeah, so they're getting a little frost tonight, I guess, for the first time. That's the first time I've noticed it. At any rate, so that's a that's a good sign. Maybe we'll get us a frost here pretty soon. You think so? Hush, no, we don't want to see no frost yet. <laughs> Not right <laughs> yet. We're still trying to sneak out a few tomatoes and some peppers. I, gr- right. I grew more peppers this year than I've ever grown because uh, I had a lot of chili peppers that I'd gotten the seed from India, and I wanted to grow them to save the seed so I could have the plants next year. So it's by far the most peppers I've grown in, I don't probably 20 years. Wow. How about that? I'm not consuming those hot peppers. I'm but just, you don't like them? I'm saying too hot for Gerald. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same ballpark. But Jerry, Rufus, you got another source, at least somebody that knows where you can get. I, I know now. And, and the, my brother-in-law, the tenant farmer, he he has become convinced that the, the most delicious, eatable collection to make for your sauce is Tabasco and habanero. Hey, uh, uh, did you see that Texas Pete's getting sued by somebody in Texas because it's not made in Texas? No. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's uh, I mean, made in Winston-Salem. It's always it? been yeah. in Winston-Salem. Yeah. So I don't know who you aren't in on that lawsuit. Are I you? certainly am not. I, <laughs> I don't believe in frivolous lawsuits like that. Yeah, I, you would think a judge would throw that out. Uh, that's, that's North Carolina. I can't help it if Texas It Pete, didn't say anywhere on just the bottle cowboy. of label product of Texas or made no. in Texas or it's anything. Texas you Pete. read the fine print, you see that Winston-Salem on there. Yeah, good gracious. Case kind of sensitive down there, aren't they? Case dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, frivolous. Don't mess with our Texas Pete and Winston-Salem. By the way, Mike, I, I spoke yesterday to the Chapel Hill Rotary Club. And we had a goodly number of those. I asked them, I said, did anybody in here ever listen to the Weekend Garden? And they said, oh, no, no. Oh, a good 15 or 20 hands went up. Good. And uh, uh, our great engineer here's old boss, Jim Hevner, introduced me. He and, introduced Mick Mixon last week yeah. at, at uh, the Hall of Fame. And it was a good, good event. I, I loved it. And... I, I said, will you, uh, he sent his regards to a new member of the North Carolina Broadcasters Hall of Fame, Mike Rayleigh. Right, but it's. You're in there with the big boys. I'm in there with the big boys, yeah. I don't know how I did it, but advocacy, I guess. I don't know. Well, At any rate, I'm. Uh, it had a little bit to do with merit, too. Well, I, I hope so. I've worked hard. And for, <laughs> I don't mind telling you. And for a long time. But if you, if you look at that award, it's, it's um, I mean, it's a, it, they say for um, contributions to broadcasting nationally. Oh, yes. I was, I was really uh, astounded that it said that. But, you know, it, uh, there are, are people that, 
the first class was like 10 people, and they had, you know, like Edward R. Murrow and, and David Brinkley and, and Andy Griffith and, and uh, Billy Graham and people like that in there, people with roots in North Carolina, but uh, who didn't spend all of their life in North Carolina and made it big elsewhere. Well, any, any man or woman that can stay with one place for 47 years has got to be like when, when I was first practicing law, this woman, about she's about 92 years old, she came in, she says, I want a divorce. I said, how long you how long you been married? She said, oh, 70-some years. I said, why after all those years would you want a divorce? She said, well, Rufus is this way. Enough is enough. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I, I, I probably felt like that <clears throat> sometimes, uh, especially at about 3.30 in the morning. I still feel like that. But um, I, I'm shooting for 50. See so if we can make 50. Oh, absolutely. It's tough, yeah. man. I'll tell you, it gets tougher every day. Well, let's wish me luck on sticking with you. Yeah, amen, amen. Um, well, 40 years, it'll be 40 years for the weekend gardener at that point. That's going to be a big year. It'll be my 50th year at WPTF. It'll be my uh, 40th year, the weekend gardener host, and my 50th year being married to Melissa. Oh, my. Wow. And that's something. 1975 was in well, 85. Were well, we know years. which one of those is the most important. Yeah. yeah being oh, yeah. married to sweet Melissa. Sweet Melissa. Yes, now, when is. I did that video for you, they cut out what I'd said about Melissa. Oh, I said, man. I said, Mike is like so many of the rest of us. He's out and married himself. Yeah, I sure did. Well, yeah, I imagine they had to cut out a lot of stuff um, for that because it was only well, supposed I'm, to I'm be I'm sure you'd be happy they cut to, out some, I said. <laughs> it was so, supposed to be about five minutes, I think, but they were everybody said a lot of nice things, and I, I appreciate it um, at any rate. So enough about me. Let's take a break and, and uh, coming. <laughs> gee whiz. I never talk about me. We'll talk about Gerald next time. We'll talk about Gerald coming back here on WPTF. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF with the Weekend Gardener, 919-860-9783. Gerald Adams, Rufus, and uh, yours truly here on the Weekend Gardener. Wouldn't you know it, the second we get on air, hey, kill that. Uh, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Uh, you're listening to the Weekend Gardener, not uh, a demonstration of horns. Somebody's still in a car. Oh, me. I wish I had a Molotov cocktail right now. <laughs> okay. Why don't we take a break, and we'll, we'll be back uh, coming up in the next hour here on the Weekend Gardener. 